Episode 6 of Head of a Codfish, a podcast about modern working families. I'm Hayley, your friendly local podcast host and producer. Now I've got to try and be a bit quick with this introduction, as my voice is a bit scratchy today. I'm going to spare you from the worst of it, and I will be editing out coughs and sniffles. That is, unless you like the husky voice thing, then maybe I'll keep talking a bit longer. Anyway, for this episode, I'm going to do things a bit differently. For this episode, I interviewed Kathy. Kathy is someone who lives in my area, and we have kind of circled around each other at kid activities before our eldest one started school and ended up in the same class and have stayed in the same class ever since. I wanted to interview her because for a time there, she was doing full-time paid work and her husband was doing full-time unpaid kid work and I thought that was an interesting perspective for you to hear. What I didn't realise at the time was the circumstances that resulted in this decision and how it was less by design and more out of necessity. Those circumstances aren't the easiest to talk about and in hindsight I would have understood if Kathy had declined to talk about a family mental health issue that is still playing out. But instead, she was open and frank and a terrific sport, and I'm really thankful for her for doing that. So we ended up covering a whole lot of territory that wasn't in my original running sheet, and I've decided to release this in two parts as a bit of an experiment. Here is part one, where we totally got sidetracked from the normal questions and just talk about how things have been rolling for her family for the last couple of years. Okay, let's start with the important question. On a scale of newborn to teenager, how much sleep are you getting? Uh, sleep's pretty good yep. at the minute. Um, I'm probably my own worst enemy for sleep. Oh, yeah, yep. Um, so, we're, you know, we're at the stage now where the kids are, you know, quite good around routine, getting to bed. It's it's quite a quite a slick operation these yep. days. Yep. And, and very rarely do we get a wake-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we we sometimes still do. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, if I haven't got enough sleep, it's it's self-inflicted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so is that because you are doing anything in particular, like work or study related, or is it just no. like me, where it's like it's the only time you're alone, so you just kind of it's- are hesitant to. <laughs> yes, and I was I was having a conversation with um with another couple a couple of weeks ago. We were out for dinner, and both myself and and the the uh, the other partner were we were we were both talking about how our our husbands would kind of go off to bed and say, "Well, you're coming." We yep, be right there. Oh, 
and then not quite making it right away. Oh, that's so funny. Sort of being up for about a half an hour or so after. Yeah, my husband will listen to this and he'll be just like, yes. Because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm the same. I, I do fully intend to be going soon. Yep. But then you just kind of get wrapped up in something or it's just nice. Some oh, silence. It's just relishing the time. Yeah, of yeah. Absolutely no one needing or wanting anything yep. from me. Asking me to think. Yes. Um, I could be putting on, you know, might be something really trashy on TV or find one of those, um, you know, there's there's lots of those stand-up comedy shows on TV at the moment. So just having just a good old belly laugh and releasing some tension and just being on my own and having sort of some zen, you know. (laughs) Um, When you're saying about trashy things on TV, I was listening to – another podcast today and they were talking about some research and it was kind of it seemed a bit dodgy but um it was about highly intelligent people being attracted to trashy tv and it was a correlation we're like sure there is (laughs) sure (laughs) but the idea is that you just kind of intelligent people like you and i um (laughs) are just uh i guess operating on such a level that just to turn on something really bad on TV and switch off is kind of a, a antidote to that, mm. <laughs> just kind of a release. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so I'm, let's say that's what we're doing. Yeah, look, I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> but um, no, it's just. I think it's just for me. It's just. It is simply just having some alone time, and sometimes I overspend it yep. when I should have really gone to bed. Yes. So if I'm tired the next day, I can't really blame anyone. For myself. <laughs> no, I know exactly what that's so, like. But, but if I'm disciplined and get to bed at a reasonable time, I'm, I'm yeah, I can have I can really have quite a bit of, bit of sleep these days. So yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so as a starting point, we'll look at who's in your family and what are they, how they're occupied with work or school or mm-hmm. kindy. So we're a family of four. So there's uh, Mike, myself, and uh, number one and number two. Number one is at school. Um, and number two is at kindy. Yep. And childcare accommodation. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, what is your work load at the moment? So, uh, you mean in terms of work outside the home? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, for 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 my husband, it's he's actually not currently working. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself, I'm working part time. Yes. Okay. So how many days is that? Point six. So three full days. Yep. Okay. Uh, and what I'm actually going to do with you because there's kind of I think there's some interesting stuff in uh, your past. Yes. So you, um, I know when our children first started school, you went to full-time work. Yeah, yeah. um, And your husband wasn't working at that time, was he? Or was he working So he was working. um, So so basically my husband got injured at work. Mm -hmm. So, and he's been dealing with a lot of health issues. Uh, Resulting from uh, that. Resulting from that. So, so that's why he's currently not in in any kind of formal employment at the moment. Okay. Um, and it was a kind of it was a it was an interesting time actually because in the job that I was working at that time, um, it looked as though there was a possibility that the program that I was working on <laughs> might become um, might. I might have been made redundant because the program that I was working on was going to cease. Um, so so we were actually tossing up and looking at figures about, mm, what if I took a package and what if I became redundant? Yeah. And at that time, Mike was then 
um, involved in a, in, in a workplace injury. Oh, okay. So, which then led me on a very different pathway. And yeah. I was thinking, okay, redundancy is probably not a good move for me at the moment. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so, what I then did was started to look for other employment and then and and found an, uh, another another role and moved into that and then took that on full time because primarily well, for for a couple of reasons primarily I was moving in terms of the, in terms of my professional background I was moving from one role to another and they were quite different so yep. in terms of um different but well, related but different kind of output in terms of the work that you do yeah and I thought working full-time would be a good way to to kind of break into that and yeah, to make that transition and just really re-engage with it I guess because it's work that I'd done I've, I've certainly done in the past but hadn't done for a while so I thought it was a good way to re-engage with it and there was just a little bit of uncertainty around you know, what was generally going to happen in terms of what was going to sort of play out over the next little while. Yes. It was a little bit of an uncertain future Yeah, at that yeah, with a, with an unplanned injury. Yeah, exactly. it's, you don't really exactly. know what recovery and, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So so I went into that role full time and, um, yeah, and that was really a very unexpected yeah. move for me to make. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a really – it was a hard – interesting time it was an enjoyable time but it was really challenging as well yeah okay it was probably the worst time in some ways for me to be away out of home full-time and engaged in full-time work given where Mike was at and Mm. um and, and I guess the elder starting school yeah. is kind of a, yeah. It was a, yeah, sort of a kind of like really important transition and yep. getting, you know, it was new, we were new to school and new to that whole kind of routine and environment and getting our heads around what does this all mean. Um, so, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was a really, it was an interest, interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. And not, yeah, not necessarily a planned one no, or that no. you were, yeah, kind of expecting to move into okay so what are your parenting superpowers it's so easy to tell you what my parenting kryptonite is <laughs> but, parenting that, kryptonite. But, yeah, but that i suppose that's true just about everyone isn't it you can always yeah, think of the negatives yeah, um, yeah. um i think probably my superpower is my ability to be hq and to kind of be the um, i feel like sometimes the biggest role that I play is I'm the epicenter. Yep. I am the beating heart almost. Yeah, yeah, um, of, the, of the family unit. Yeah, and so being across and being across everyone's needs, that's kind of yep. what I really need to do, mm-hmm. I think. And so, yeah, so that's uh, – and and that can be um, quite demanding and I think that's where my kryptonite comes in in terms of my you know, like losing patience and yep. kind of thinking, oh, no, what's going on, but – yeah, so yeah, I think I probably think that's probably what what I do best in terms of yeah, just kind of yeah, having a finger on everyone's pulse. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of keeping it all together. Yeah, 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 and making sure everyone's needs needs are getting met. So, what about your husband? What's his parenting superpower? Mm, I think it's just stuff that he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of, uh, and what I mean, what I mean by that, and I've probably entrenched this a little bit as well, um, in terms of that kind of, you know, very stereotypical, I think we might need to ask Dad about that. <laughs> so Dad has a very encyclopedic role. Okay, in, yeah. In, in the home, and the kids really, um, 
they really they really trust him and they really you know they think that yeah dad is dad kind of is across everything and um you know like for example you know number one was building some lego and he was having some trouble following the instructions and he went to ask me and he (laughs) i just could see him thinking in his mind and looking and going, oh, actually, look, I'll wait for Dad. <laughs> you know, probably could probably, help. Probably, yeah, there's pictures and everything. But, um, so that's kind of, you know, Mikey's very much the go-to mm-hmm. um, uh, in terms of, yeah, interesting facts, Yep. how, th- how things work, cause and effect, you know, that kind of that font of knowledge yep. and, and building things and, and making things happen, you know, to the point where the kids have a fairly unreasonable expectation that some, you know, trashy piece of plastic that might have been splintered in three parts. Right. Don't worry, Dad can fix Dad it. Dad can fix it. Oh, yeah, okay. So he really does have so, superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> or super glue at least. <laughs> So I think yeah, that, that's kind of probably the the role that 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 might play. I think yeah. in some ways. So do you think any of his his superpowers have developed or changed as a result of um, being in the home more and and doing more like. I see him at drop off and yeah. pick up more than I see you. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, do, do you think that has yeah, develop some different powers. Yeah, look, it really has. Um, it's it's been such a weird ride in the over the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh, because prior to to Mike being home, he was a shift worker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, so we had fairly significant periods of time where we wouldn't necessarily sort of see Mike at the more so in the most sociable hours, like at yep. dinner time or mm-hmm. or things like that. Or there you know, there would be occasions when, you know, we'd be all up and, and around and and he would be sleeping because he'd been on night shift. So he'd you know, sleep the day away and we you know, he would yeah, rise. Yeah, so it's a really big contrast. Yeah, then. it's a huge contrast. And it's actually been a really interesting point of healing for him as well in terms of the opportunities it has afforded him in terms of being with the kids more. Yeah. Um, so, and things that he probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do mm-hmm. that he's been able to take on. Yeah. Um, for example, rugby and, and and sort of playing a sort of a pseudo coaching role. Yeah. Being involved in the in the club, getting out to training, all those sorts of regular scheduled things. Yes. Which he wouldn't have been able to do had he you know had he been continued had he continued on in his role. So, um, and even though losing his role has been a really difficult thing for him to mm, come to terms definitely. with. Definitely. And he's very much still coming to terms with that. Yeah. Um. There's been some you know really significant positives yep. uh, for for him in terms of uh, you know his role in the family and his ability to participate in family life yes which hadn't um you know hadn't he hadn't been able to sort of you know fully I yeah, think, yeah. Be, Obviously, be a being being asleep during a lot of the it, the children's waking hours, yeah, yeah exactly. it's going to have a very big impact on the role you can play. And the impact for me has been really significant as well in terms of. Um, I remember once running into a mum at a play cafe or something somewhere, and we got you know as you do, you just get chatting to people yeah. while your kids are sort of you know have, have formed that kind of fleeting friendship. 
Yes. <laughs> yep. And um, and she was saying that she was her partner was a shift worker, and we were lamenting, you know, how how tough it is. And um, and she made the point to me, which I thought was really interesting at the time. She said it's like being a single parent, but without the support network. Yeah. Because there's sort of this sense of when you've got um, you know, you've got a partner, there's that sense that you've got all this support. Yes. But when you've got a really kind of quite absent partner and regularly absent. Yes. Uh, and so you spend a lot of time in the parenting role on your own. Um, which you, you know what that's like. So, um, yeah, there's sort of this sense of, oh, but, you know, you're okay because you're, yeah, you're, 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 you're part of this, you know, this you're unit. attached to someone else that's helpful. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, this, there's this sense that you've got this level of support, which you do have. It's not that you don't have it. Yeah. But there's just these significant periods of time where you, you're running solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in some ways, as we've moved into school life and school life being, you know, far more structured and, and, yeah. and run by routine, I'm not sure quite how we would have managed with 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 um you know shift work we would have we would have adapted yeah. I know that we would have because yeah. we just would have because uh, that's what people do they just figure it out yeah yeah you find a way <laughs> but now that I think about it because we haven't had to manage it and we haven't had to figure it out I sometimes scratch my head and think wow how would we have done that that would have been yeah. really tricky I mean I guess if the kids are out of the house then he would be able to sleep during the day, better, I'm assuming, than toddlers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Preschoolers yeah. running around the house. But, yeah, just like for dropping off and picking up and after school activities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and get, you know, kids are being involved in extracurricular stuff, yeah. Yeah. Like doing the, uh, yeah, the after school stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we would have worked it out. Because um, you know, yeah. families do, that's, mm. that's just what they mm. do. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think, oh, we, you know, we never really had to quite figure it out. And I guess, you know, for Mike, it's been a really interesting opportunity for him to, you know, take more of a lead role in, in, in with the kids. And and so it's been fantastic in in that sense. In that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for us having, you know, having, as he continues to, to, to kind of grow and heal, mm-hmm. um, looking for those those points that have really offered us really significant positives. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really that's an important focus to have. Yes, um, because it you know yes it, because it, it could be to... easy to look at what's been lost exactly yeah. rather than what's been gained. And I think that's in terms of when you make sense of something, how you make sense of it is is kind of how you sort of ultimately heal and recover. I think. Yeah. So um, and f- from that point of view. There's been yeah, we've, there's been a lot to gain out of it, I guess in yep. in that sense. So mm, yeah, so good. he's yeah definitely grown in in that in that respect and and uh, and t- in taking that role on and you know kind of dealing with the stuff that he would have traditionally probably left to me like yeah you know yeah. the chatting to teachers the doing yeah, the bits and pieces yeah where he's quite um yeah he's he's really blossomed in, in he lots has of ways. like just in the time that I've known him and you know been doing drop offs and pickups and other activities when he's there he has definitely blossomed as you say into that into that role and he's yeah. he seems much more comfortable now yes than when he first started yeah yeah started doing you know that that all of that functional stuff with, well, I with think, school I think that was the really kind of tricky part about it because at that time when he first had to take it on he he was really he, he was really very unwell Yes. So he, yeah. it was all a bit of a blur for him. Well, other than being obviously physically unwell, just I would assume a, a somewhat of a grieving process for 
a job that is kind of part of your identity Absolutely. To, to, yeah. to lose that. So I assume that was all kind of in there as well. And that, and that's that's probably still in there, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, yeah, no, in terms of a, in terms of like sort of the injury itself, it was, um, you know, stress and trauma related. So there's been some post-traumatic stress stuff okay. that, yep. that, that we've been sort of working through and, 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 and really dealing with kind of the, men, the mental health fallout, I guess. Yeah, okay. So at that point, he was in quite an acute stage. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's interesting to hear you see your observation of how his growth yes. and his flourishment because he was probably in quite a you know dazed and confused state, state. Um, in those early days. Yeah, and so I had to kind of quite, step out and lead him to it. I hadn't really thought about it in that way, but to be in that kind of mental state and be thrown that responsibility with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, blessing and a curse, I imagine. As in it, it's something to kind of keep you to get you to wake up in the get up in the morning and keep you going. Mm. Um but still a, a massive thing to kind of take on when mm. your brain isn't doing what you want it to do. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's ex- yeah. You you've actually just described it perfectly. It was it was it it allowed him to have a focus to focus on day-to-day functioning, which he yep. ne- which he needed. Needed, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, at a time when he really he really felt like he was struggling, um, and you know, little things could really become sort of big things to him yep. at, that, at that time in terms of sort of managing it and and being able to kind of step through it and make sense of things. So, um, and yeah, and at, at that point, um, I you know went back to work full time. I sort of. And even though obviously we we made all of those decisions, thinking about what's in the best interest of of our family, family and, yeah. and trying to you know deal with all those competing interests, our emotional well being, yeah. our financial well being, you know all those kind of factors that you have to take into account, um, and that's kind of what we came up with. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, we sort of you it's it does feel like a bit of a blur now. Yeah. Because I'm now back in the comfortable pace of part time work, mm. which is where I, you know, much prefer to be at this stage. At this point in time, yeah. yeah. of the kids' lives. Um, And and so I feel like I'm now able to give him a lot more support as well, being back into into Mm, part-time, whereas, you know, sort of dashing back into full-time work and moving back into a role that I had to sort of re-engage with a bit. was There there were lots of demands on on both of us. Yes, um, you were kind of less available to work through things with, with when him. I really needed to be there for him mm, as, as well as for mm. the kids. So yeah, it was a, it was a, a tricky time. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think, I mean, to his credit with, um, I know in situations like, like kinder gym or, um, school drop-offs and stuff, they can be quite female dominated and it can be uncomfortable, I mean, you know, lots of dads are there occasionally, mm. um, but it can, can be uncomfortable, and a, and a tricky situation to be the only dad with a group of mums. And, mm. I mean, he we did stuff like we had morning teas at the local cafe and he'd come along uh, with all the mothers. And he, he to his credit, he, he kind of made it his own um, and he didn't kind of shy away because it was like, oh, you know, everyone else is a mother. Like, he, he got out there, he owned it, he, he participated, but... Um, People are very uh, accepting. Like, no, yeah. I, I, I'm not aware of anyone kind of making <laughs> him feel unwelcome. Um, uh, yeah, he, he did really well, and especially kind of hearing now 
where he was. Yeah. I was like, hats off to you. you. You've done pretty pretty well to kind of throw yourself into that. <laughs> yeah, look, he's done an amazing job. I'm really, I'm so proud of him, really, um, because he's. It's been a really, um, it's been a tough gig for him over the last mm, couple of years. Mm, definitely. Um, but yeah, like, as we said, having that focus in a way has has been a really important part of healing. Uh, yeah, and and of his recovery and mm. being able to kind of you know engage with that and and have that as a really important and legitimate role as as a parent yeah that's a really important role so it's it's been about you know how he identifies himself yeah and that's been really really important for him so yeah um and i think there have been times when you know he's We've reconnected at the end of the day, and he's gone. Oh my gosh, I turned up. I was the only guy. Oh, you know? yes. <laughs> and he was a bit mortified. Yeah, he... I think it did happen. I don't know. I reckon I see more dads now than I did in reception. Yeah, like I mean, I'm yeah working part time as well, so I'm not always there. But I don't know. I reckon the numbers have balanced up a bit since then. I reckon there were less dads in the classroom when the kids started in reception. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He was was quite often, yeah, Yeah. the only dad. But, yeah, but look, he's he's really embraced the role and he's he's, so – and he's great. I mean, behind the scenes, I'm the one scheduling things into his phone and putting the reminders (laughs) in and doing all the bits and pieces that that he needs to stay on top of things. Yeah. Well, because if – if your mental health is a bit shaky, some of those things are hard to keep on top of, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like details of – just like memory can be quiet. Mm. And that's what I mean when I go back to my role, I am HQ. What yep. does Mike need? What you know? What do the kids need? Yeah, <laughs> I get it. So that's it. kind yeah. of – that's my role. <laughs> so – but once Mike's got it – knows what's going on, He's he's he, he he's, can run with it. He yeah. Can, yeah, he can run with it. And of course, he's getting more and more comfortable with it now yeah. as well. Yeah. And he is getting healthier and healthier mm-hmm. as as time goes on. So um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a really interesting, you know, and not and not one that we would have ever predicted. Mm, you know, exactly. Like if you if you had said to us, you know, like at the time when we were thinking about. Maybe taking a redundancy. Yeah. If you if we had thought crystal ball in a couple of months, you know, you know, Mike will be the one out of the workforce. Yeah. We just yeah. never would have just predicted didn't, that. Didn't so, see that coming at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. So, uh, how is um, drop offs and pickups and things for the kids managed? Pretty, 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 well, pretty good. Like in terms of because we we do have. Um, yeah, a lot of resources through the week between Mike and myself yep. in terms of time and, and availability. Mm-hmm. So I I like to try and be on top of it on the days that I'm off. Yep. So, you, so that, your two days you are doing all of the dropping off and picking up? Yeah, trying to. And so you've got – Unless something pops up. Yeah, like today yeah. I had to take our youngest to a preschool child and youth health um, okay. Clinic, so and so I had to pick her up early from kindy, and that so the appointment was at, was at three. So sometimes things like that will happen, and so Mike will just do do the pick up because because he can, and and we kind of you know schedule that that ahead. But I try and do most of it on a Monday and a Tuesday because mm-hmm. those are my days off. And then and he's doing all of it on the three days. Yeah, except for we do use a couple of afternoons of Osh. Ah, yeah, okay. So, because... So, okay, so that's the eldest, but the kindy 
the youngest at kindy obviously doesn't have no it doesn't have Osh, yeah no. right so but she still uses one day of childcare okay so, yeah so um so that's that's the day that that's the longer day for Mike and he will use that day um that'll be the day where he might be scheduling more things for himself in terms of health appointments or yep. things of that nature uh, and it's just some time for him to have yes to himself well if you're saying if that that kind of process is still happening yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to have a bit of breathing space yeah um sometime in the week yeah. i assume is is beneficial for that and recovery kept, process and we've kept the osh in there too uh, based around my work days primarily because you, mike ultimately does want to re-enter the workforce yes. in some way mm-hmm. so and at some point we'll probably need you know that the osh will be there because yeah. potentially we're both unavailable due to work commitments yes so, and um, so then the kids will be all used to it all fine exactly. they'll, they'll be ready to go when yeah when that when that arises so once you get your booking you kind of want to hang on to it because um <laughs> yeah it can be hard to kind of get back in if, yes. you, if you let a booking go so yeah so yeah we'll, that's uh, right especially with childcare. yes yeah. it can can be like that and with osh too um like you know i remember when i we sort of first went to enrol and we sort of were kind of told, oh, you might, we might not be able to get into Osh. And we went, oh, okay. We did um, exactly the same thing. So um, probably a month and a half ago now, um, my husband, who was working four days a week, um, changed jobs and he's now five days a week, um, which meant that we were using, we were needing to use Osh. And we just kind of assumed, oh, yeah, we'll. Um, just put a name down and put the kids' names down for Osh, they'll be fine. Um, and then he went to inquire or one of us went to inquire and it was booked out yeah. for the days that we'd kind of earmarked as, as Osh. And we kind of went, oh, uh, how's this going to happen? Because, like, you know, got a starting date. Um, yeah. And um, the Osh uh, changed their uh, quota, their, their kind of maximum number, Um in between when we first inquired and when they needed to start, um, not on the basis of us, but just <laughs> in general they were hitting capacity and they were having to yeah. put people on waiting lists and turn people away. So they kind of uh, changed things with staffing and whatever and increased their numbers. Um, yeah. So that was quite fortuitous for us yeah. for that to happen in that time. But, yes, it's not um, it's not a guarantee yeah. <laughs> that you're going to get um, days when you want. And see, when we originally booked it, we were both working. Mm. So that was based on that and so and then really what we elected to do was just maintain it keep it because it meant that we could maintain routine yeah um and i guess for everything that was happening at at home for us in terms of what was happening for mike and Mm. how he was coping one of the things you don't necessarily have a great deal of insight into as a parent because it's so subjective and you're in it is I'm not quite sure what impact all of this has necessarily had for the kids. Okay, yeah. So how have they made sense of it? You know, we've we've certainly tried to talk very openly with them about things, but there have been times when there's been some, you know, some, some upset feelings at mm. home. And um, your youngest would have been fairly young at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I reckon she would have been in nappies when the mm. yeah no definitely she was still uh, when the when our eldest started school around yep. that time. So quite young to kind of 
Yeah. I think they comprehend you, that kind of situation. And look, certainly they wouldn't they wouldn't have comprehended the the detail of it. It's yeah. more that sense of you know, are they, you know, just trying, I guess, trying to protect them from any sense of uncertainty or yeah. anxiety mm-hmm. and those kind of feelings that kids are incredibly, yes. um, you know, able to tune into. Tune into, yeah. So we, you know, we were trying, you know, I, th- I th- and I think we did an okay job because we kept things pretty, you know, rocking along and, yeah. and fairly stable. And and, I, and that was, again, probably some of the decision-making we made around let's keep the OSH in place, let's do what we normally do, let's try and for what a, uh, this is not situation normal, but let's just try and try and create situation normal, normal. Yeah. Where, wherever we can mm-hmm. um, just to – because I think that's really important for kids as well in terms yeah. of just regular routine, no major changes – because if they were tuning into anything, yeah. then those kinds of things really signpost it. So well, we, yeah, and it starts to feel like a negative thing or yeah. feels like something's wrong, yeah. um, which, yeah, you, you don't want, like, you being at work five days to feel like a bad thing or something that we yeah. react against because it's yeah. unwanted. <laughs> kind yeah. Of, yeah. And I think, when you know, when we look back, at it, I, you know, one of the things I do say to Mike is, I think, look, I think, I think we got we've gotten through the worst of this, and the, and we've managed to kind of keep everything ticking along. Yeah. For the kids, and the kids have actually kind of been really okay. Yeah. Um, because that's what you worry about. You worry about your stresses kind of impacting mm, mm. On, on your kids, and you know, transferring that. Um, but I think. You know, and like yeah. you said, it's a pretty, it's, it's a subjective view because I'm in it. <laughs> yes. But I think it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't, yeah, don't know entirely, but I would say that as well. Yeah, um, yeah the kids seem quite. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the word is, but they they don't feel they don't come across as they're unsure or yeah uncertain or just feeling on edge mm. or anything like that they've yeah. never never come across like that they've always yeah come across like they feel confident in their place and yeah, yeah so that's, that's really think... nice to hear you say that actually because <laughs> that's kind of you know the, at the end of the day I mean I think it's really interesting as parents too because no matter what's happening for for you as adults somehow you try and transcend that and think the two most well not the most important because we're the as a unit you know we are the sum of our parts I guess so we're all important but you have that sense as the two caregiving adults that these are the beings that are relying on us to kind of look after them and meet their needs and so you you kind of you know you try and manage that stuff by not 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 meeting your own needs because you have to meet your own needs to be yes. a good parent, but that, that I think that's the tricky balance. Yeah. It's always yeah. how, how do you do that? How do you make sure we're looking after ourselves and 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 supporting Mike to get through this stuff? Yeah, as well as keep everything kind of cruising along for yes. these two little people so that you know life is still they're still growing, learning, developing, yeah, and, and happy little you know happy little Vegemites. So. Mm. Yeah, and and I, you know, like I said, it, like, within that kind of being in it, I, I think I think we've all gotten through it okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't really have a you know a true sense of it, I guess. Yes. Now the next question, I already I can see that um, it's the answer is going to be no. <laughs> but is do you feel like you had the ability to choose the path that you're on, or choose the situation with work? And childcare and how you arrange things. 
You know, it's funny you should say that because it's a kind of a yes and no. Yeah, okay. Um, Because I think in some ways, um, like the path that I'm on now work-wise was the path that I had set out in my early working life. It was Mm -hmm. what I trained to do. It was... The you know it was the direction that I was that I was always kind of headed in. Okay. Um, and then as my working life evolved, I had opportunities to go in different directions, directions. And, and, and took those. Um, but I guess in some ways it was my qualification, and because it was what I'd always set out to do, it offered me the choice. Okay. So in some ways, having I, you know, I feel quite lucky that I had the choice to go, actually, I've got some options here and I can mm. make some decisions. That's a really interesting point. For yeah. myself. Um, like I sort of didn't have to just accept a fait accompli with, with, with where things were happening in my former workplace where the role that I had was, was going to no longer exist because of, you know, yep. a change in, 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 in funding priorities and, mm-hmm. and, and, and how things kind of were, were, were flowing there. So had I, just, had I stayed in that environment, I probably, um, given that there was quite a bit of natural attrition, I probably wouldn't have been made redundant, mm-hmm. but I would have had a lot less choice yeah, over okay. what I then got the opportunity to do. Yep. Whereas, so even though at the time I made the decision – because I felt like I had to, I guess, which yeah. is where you're tuning into that. I probably didn't feel like I had a choice. But I guess I felt a bit more empowered because I thought I do have other options because yes. of, because of you, you know, my working role and, 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 and my qualifications and what I know that I can do and I can move into another area. Yes. So I feel like because it was my decision, yeah. I, feel a bit, I did feel a bit more in control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly when, you know, when when we kind of knew more about what the landscape was going to hold for us in terms of, you know, how we were going to sort of, you know, just do the nuts and bolts things like service debt and do, yep. do things like that, <laughs> yeah. um, then I felt like I had the opportunity to go, yep, and I'm going to work part-time now. Yeah, okay. So I got, like, so I've still right, yes. been able to kind of make those so, choices. Yeah, and, and in some ways you've kind of had more choice. I guess it's, yeah, in some ways because you've had someone that is looking after the the kid stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, kind of giving you, yeah, like you say, more options. Yeah, like, again, looking for the positives in the situation, having Mike at home affords me a lot of freedom. Yes. Um, and it's given me, you know, the opportunity to take up roles in my new job that I might not have been able to do to. had Mike been still working shift work, for example. Yep. So opportunities to go, you know, short trips interstate. Mm-hmm. Um, undertake training roles, come back and deliver that training to my colleagues here, you know, things like that that I might not have been able to do that I've been yep. able to kind of put my hand up and say, yep, yeah, I can take so, a couple of nights away from the kids and I can yeah. go off and do this stuff. So even though it came out of feeling like it was a limited set of choices, mm-hmm. it's opened up other other opportunities. Other opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read the book The Wife Drought? No, I haven't. No. So the premise of that is that often when we have this kind of situation where there's married couple, have children, male keeps on working full-time as they always did, female works what they can around children. So that might be none, yeah. it might be part-time, it might be full-time. Um, and I guess the idea of, of, of these men having a wife that does all that stuff, mm-hmm. the kid 
stuff, the childcare stuff, and the kind of value that that then gives the male because they can do travel because there's someone else looking after the home front. They can work odd hours or longer hours or um, go to evening functions Mm -hmm. because there's someone looking after the home front. And I guess it's just that value of a wife. And so Mm -hmm. that's the idea is that the wife drought is – Women need to have wives as well. Mm. <laughs> they they need to have have a wife that's looking after after the home stuff. So kind of what you what you're saying is, yeah. although it wasn't planned, you kind of got a wife. Yeah, except- <laughs> you, you got someone that was was looking after that front that then kind of gave uh, you the yeah. options that that um it's often the male that is has those options that's that, that, that's so true I, I suppose the unique thing about our situation though is that and probably what a lot of women haven't experienced in their in the, when they've been in those roles and 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 their husbands have or partners have had more freedom mm. what I bring to that though is an understanding of some of the pressures and the demands on yep. that role of kind of keeping the the home front going. Yeah. So whilst I take the opportunities, I don't do it without checking first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and negotiating yeah, yeah. and yeah. making sure that we've got strategies for managing if do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So it's a different kind of headset because I'm coming to it thinking like I know what it's like to be in the home front kind yes. of, you know, yeah. role. Yeah, so you're still kind of across that and the, the considerations of Yeah, yeah. So, I think, so I think I'm a very cons- – like I'm probably quite considerate because of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, but yeah, you're right. It's a really kind of interesting role, rever- role reversal in a, in a way. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So yeah, and in a strange in a strange way, it's actually yeah has created some some real benefits for me professionally, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which yeah which I've enjoyed. Mm. Um, but I really am still having said that though I'm I'm really enjoying being back into the role and back into a part time role because yeah. I just that's what I love the most having the the benefit of yeah of having that some of that time at home and. Yeah, a bit of balance between some work and and some time at home. Thank you for listening to part one of our discussion. Here is a couple previews of what is coming up in part two. It's the constant communication and it's the constant um, just checking in and scheduling because I think workplace culture makes such a big difference to how you can cope with those kind of situations. I did leave the playground once and, and, and left my elders behind. And I guess I would just say open heart, open mind mm-hmm. is is the best thing to do. If you want to know anything about the Head of a Codfish podcast, please go to www.headofacodfish.com where you can listen to episodes, find show notes for each episode, contact me or find out how to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to chat with other podcast listeners, join the Codfish Squad Facebook group, which you can find at www.headofacodfish.com slash codfishsquad. Thanks, and I'll see you for part two soon.